This is Family Stories with Ronnie and Brian, and we are back celebrating this month not only that it's November Family Stories Month and we are Family Stories, but also our one year uh, anniversary of the radio show. Can you believe it? I, I feel like I'm starting to get kind of the the feeling that you get when the holidays start to settle in. Uh, you know, right now, I don't know about. Well, I know that our guest today will uh, feel me on this, where uh, the summer ending and then going into the fall is just this crazy melee where everybody, you're just surviving and treading water surviving with all the responsibilities. The Let's just really say what we're surviving. So I am schedule. praying for and leaning into this season where it's like, hey, let's pull over and be about family. Uh, you know, let's uh, spend time with one another. We, I think we forced our boys recently. They were going to hang out with us. Right, right. Uh, it's a good deal. Uh, but uh, anyways, we're going to talk a little bit uh, with someone that's very special to us. Yes, we have in here with us today, Tony and Rachel Hill. <laughs> and they are family friends. And we all go to church together. Uh, our youngest and their kiddos are around the same age and are growing up together um, in church. So we live similar lives. Yeah, <laughs> on the on the field. They're mostly baseball field and wrestling, right? And dance. Yes. Yeah. And soccer now. We, yeah. Oh, soccer too. Soccer okay. <laughs> we actually had some fun Friday nights on a soccer season together. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. A couple years ago. So that was fun. Brayden and our Balin were um, on an indoor soccer league together Mm -hmm. so that was fun but they tony and rachel are uh also family pastors at our church and they are young and they just have a heart for people and uh god and just uh really put themselves out there they want to help they want to um be there for people so it's really cool and we just wanted to kind of hear a little bit about them and uh what's going on so tell us about your family and just kind of what you guys are into right now. Do you want to go? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so like you guys said, this is a very uh, schedule-oriented season of our life between right now our daughter's doing dance competitions, so that's four nights a week. Uh, we started wrestling November 1st, so we're doing wrestling three or four nights a week. It's homework, juggling all that and everything. And uh, until it's a busy age, time. ages of the kids and stuff. Yeah, so Braden uh, just turned eight about a month ago. Um, oh wow! So he's okay. I'm catching up in my head right yeah. now. So eight years and old. Braden are just a couple of weeks apart. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah, so he just turned eight, and so uh, luckily he had a good soccer season. I think he liked the fact that I wasn't coaching soccer, so that's why he loves it so much. Okay, I don't know much about soccer. I never played it, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of now his new love. He doesn't want to play baseball anymore. He's more into I want to do soccer, soccer, soccer. Mm. But I think Tony loved it as well because he likes to see him shine. Yeah, out there. I was going to say Tony uh, was a baseball guy. Is that your number one baseball? Yeah, baseball and football. football. We're, yeah, baseball and yeah. football. So I was just getting ready to say, oh, is that like a oh man, yeah. stick with baseball? <laughs> but that's so cool that you immediately say he loves seeing him yes. shine. Yeah. yeah, so that's cool. I know Ronnie, you could probably speak to it. Being a coach, it's hard to watch your own kid and get a cheer them on because you got to root and cheer and coach everybody else. So with soccer, it was cool to just sit back and just yes. focuses right on Braden versus Absolutely. all the other kids. So I think I like that aspect. Mm-hmm. And You don't have to be – it feels like whenever you're coaching your kid, you have to be harder on them almost mm-hmm. yeah. in a sense. 
and show no favorite favoritism right. and things like that so i think with soccer it was nice because tony was like man just look at him go you know uh-huh. and he'd just look over at you like dad did you see that instead of like what i do wrong or you know i think god has shown me too as we go into wrestling because it is a one-on-one and i can coach more Braden and everything and i am pretty hard on him because that is his sport and uh i think he's shown me like hey to kind of step back and let him just do his thing and enjoy it and not coach him so much yeah. so yeah. he doesn't lose that love and passion for it and boy will that grow over the years because you go he's got to live out of the demand within himself mm-hmm. and right. not just the demand coming from outside of him right and uh you know wrestling's a great way to learn that right it is. <laughs> you, you got nobody else to kind of lean on <laughs> yeah. yeah you got to find it within yourself that's and a, i have to say they're being that's father hum- stuff right there it is mm. father stuff right there <laughs> yeah uh for sure but i have to say too they're being humble brayden not only is wrestling his thing and he's so good at it but would get trophies taller than him (laughs) (laughs) so i just want everyone who's listening to picture this champion eight-year-old or seven even then uh last year this little guy uh with trophies bigger than him that he's Mm -hmm. uh it's an individual win Mm -hmm. you know it's just a really cool thing so Mm -hmm. then you've got adeline who is 10 yeah, she's 10, and she dances, which was my thing when I was growing up, so sometimes it's hard for me, too. She'll come to me and ask, like, Mom, how do I do this? And I show her. And, like, this year, um, she's on competition dance, and so they had asked her to move up in the middle school because she's not in middle school yet. And she was like, oh, I want to, but then she was like, but I want to stay with my friends. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as a dancer, you're like, no, you need to go and be pushed and push yourself and do better. But then I prayed about it because I was like, God, I don't want me to be too involved in this, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I think it's an easy thing as a parent to become involved and yeah. overly yeah. involved and know what your child has, but push them a little too far. Um, sometimes I know it's like a teetering line. It's hard to say, but um, I prayed about it and I felt like God was like, let her make this choice. Mm. And, you know, you she, she is in the middle school dances for other things, but sometimes you just need to be in it for friends and so um she stuck with her age and she's loving it and so she's a really good dancer too and um that's really her thing and she loves to bake she i mean Mm. if you all ever want something she's she's pretty good at it too honestly she's jealous of those trophies though she's like how come we win all these dance competitions and brayden has all these trophies i want a trophy so instead of pins you know (laughs) like or things like that she wants a trophy and Mm -hmm. i was like well adeline (laughs) that's not how dance is that you get a trophy yeah but it's cool to hear uh, what you're doing there because uh, what the Lord keeps pulling you over for is like, mm-hmm. hey, we're cultivating the person that they're becoming, yeah. uh, not just the achievement yeah. in mind, but right. the person that they're becoming. Yeah, you got to let them the, make the their full, own growth. The full person is who I'm responsible for as a parent, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like when they were little, I remember um, – you know you're a new parent and you don't know how to parent because this is your first kid so when Adeline was little I just felt like all these milestones when you go to the doctor are they reaching this milestone are they reaching that milestone and you just oh 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 what's this kid doing yeah so you're tracking everything that they do and talk more words yes and while she was overachieving it just felt like so much pressure as a mom like oh my kid has to be the best and do the best and I was like God is this how it's always going to be and he was like no Rachel like Mm. just stop raise kind people who love me and I was just like 
is that are you sure God like you know like all this and then you know because you question you're just like am I being a good parent am I am I is my kid going to turn out good but he's like if you raise them to be kind and loving they're going to be good kids and so ever since then I haven't had as much I felt like pressure but then of course as they get older it's like okay well now they get pulled by other people and so you can get pulled into that as well like oh you're their mom will come to you first and ask you instead of even including your child in that decision making mm-hmm. and God has stopped me in that as well as include them there's some things you know you don't include your kids on but like you know I felt like we're really growing in that sense of God I think that he's prepared our hearts to raise kind and loving kids but also I think Adeline's at this age where now it's more coachable than her she listens to us, but it's more coaching her because she's starting to get that preteen level where, you know. Finding herself a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Instead of like Brayden right now, it's like you do as I say kind of thing. Right. And he's mm-hmm. he doing it and he yeah. needs that. But Adeline more so is like, okay, well, I'm already a rule follower. I already do all the things that you tell me. So now it's more like coaching years, I feel like, mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. So we're going into the uh, uh, kind of the holiday season or whatever. Tell us about the hill flow, <laughs> the hill crawl, yes. the hill family Christmas. Yes, <laughs> we're, we uh, love holidays. Yeah, she, we're a big. We holiday celebrate people. Christmas in July. She's a big Christmas person. So oh yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we as soon as November first hits and we we start putting up the decorations, the tree. Yesterday yeah. we finished the lights on the house and you see all the memes and it's like November first. That's me. Like yeah. Halloween night, I was taking down the little ghosts we have up and mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love Christmas. I love the atmosphere, how your house glows, and just the meaning of it all. And, and probably fueled by a lot of memories of your own. Yeah, childhood, Christmas right? has been so uh-huh. so good in our home mm-hmm. ever since I was little. You know, with my grandparents, they mean the world to me and um, have just instilled so much valuable like things about caring about others and I think that the holidays are such a good time to care for others Mm -hmm. and passing that tradition on to our kids is something that's very important to us yeah like Um, Thanksgiving's kind of it used to be our grandparents really held that glue together. We'd always go to each other's grandparents' house or do all these things. And since mm-hmm. the passing of both of our grandparents and our grandpas, I guess per mm-hmm. se, it um it's kind of starting to fall through the cracks more. Mm-hmm. Um, like her family, so we always used to travel to Pennsylvania every single yeah. year and go up there. But since so there's like thirty of us in oh, wow. two different homes, and yeah. so it was always fun, family filled, and something at Thanksgiving that we always would do that we still like to kind of do with our kids, even if we're not with. Family family members um we would always go around the table and the food would be hot and by the time you were done it was cold it was everybody's cold, crying but, and everybody's like crying an hour later but you go and you go around and you say what you're thankful for yeah. and so it's just good to recognize what you're grateful for and who's what, that come from um my dad her dad's dad. side okay mm-hmm. so yeah we started i remember the first year i'm one of the people that I'll never cry. You never hardly ever see me cry. And the kids always say, you never cry. Why don't you cry? But (laughs) I was always taught growing up, you know, you don't show your emotions or this or that. And the first time I remember we went there, she's like, you'll cry. I was like, I'm not going to (laughs) cry. It's almost like a bet. Like the new person that comes in. You just feel a sweat start coming down. And then it gets to my turn and I'm like, start crying. I'm like, why am I crying right now? And uh, yeah, I cried. So So do you know anything about the origin of how that began in him or what he was thinking Um, with that? Honestly, I think it was really Nan. Don't you? think yeah so my nan is um 
she passed away in 2019, but she was very, she was the woman that I knew in my life who was spiritual at all. Mm. Um, she would wake up at 3 a.m. and start praying for her prayer Bible, which was over, well over 300 people. And she would pray every day from wow. 3 a.m. till 5 for these people. And I have no doubt in my mind that her prayers are still being answered to You're this living day. out her prayers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we used to think, um, because people get caught up in like all oh, that spooky or that's weird or you know not normal and as kids we used to sometimes like laugh about it you know oh that's nan but mm-hmm. when you look back on it now it's just kind of like wow what a powerful woman yeah and someone who would pray for you when you needed it and i miss that so much now because i wish i could call her or just be like hey nan this is what's going on like how should i go about this or you know just someone very and i know without a doubt she's looking over me and always around but just um she was amazing and i think that she just wanted to put that part because some of my family members don't believe in god and um some are agnostic some are atheists like and nan i think would just always have that a point to go around and show how god is moving in everyone's lives and so whether you believe it or not he's there you know it's funny when you talk about because i i have family members that are they represent faith you know mm-hmm. and uh you just recognize that and I, I remember being among the cousins and stuff like that and kind of snickering around you know mm-hmm. about oh gosh here she goes again mm-hmm. all that kind of, but when you realize yeah. uh as you grow older you have perspective because now they're fellow adults yeah. yeah and you just go she knows this is outside of the normal realm yeah mm-hmm. and she don't care because her faith is the anchor in that right. in the middle yeah. of that and then you go oh my goodness the well that she was obviously drawing from mm-hmm. that she didn't mind anybody laughing no. yeah right. um, Not at all. it's just what we're going to do yeah. uh that's that's a beautiful thing so mm-hmm. you guys would just sit at the table and it was everybody knew it was time to go around mm-hmm. and time yeah yeah, yeah we would all food, joke about cool anchor. Yeah. <laughs> but since that like the passing of her of her nan yeah. and then like like my grandpa, my grandpa and stuff, everything's kind of so we're kind of picking up the pieces, and my sister's starting to kind of gather that up. So mm-hmm. we're she hosts and we do that. And my one grandma's in the nursing home now; she's getting ready to be ninety this year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she has it, so she can come there. And my other grandpa died last year around this time, so that way my grandma can come to that too, and we kind of hold that. And then her now we do it at her mom's grandma. So yeah so it's kind of all split up uh now and that's fine and we like it too but it's just different and it's it's, different it's hard because like our kids grew up with a a little bit of that but now you just always wish that things could continue that people didn't have to grow up and move to different states and we've tried even with my dad's side of the family to um connect somewhere you know one time we went to pigeon forge area but not everybody could make it and while it's nice and fun it's it's like not everybody's there but right. my nan you bet that she would make everybody get there and everybody <laughs> would together. yes yeah. like everybody would come for her and so at her um funeral like that was the last time really we, we were, were all together yeah. i think their favorite thing about that we'd sit around at night and we'd stay up to like two or three a.m just sitting around the table talking telling stories and we yeah. play a game called pennies which we play card games and we all have our jar of pennies saved up from years and years and you have your canister and we play a game pennies and you play your pennies and stuff and that was our thing just sitting around the table yeah. two or three a.m and then just have family real life conversation you know like my cousin would question my dad like about god and yeah. stuff and sometimes things would get heated but sometimes you know it would reel back in and, and 
then it was just I don't know it was just really good yeah. I think like you're saying just, we can all relate to that pillar of faith and the mm-hmm. family that was that glue that whether it's pennies or pumpkin pie mm-hmm. you know everybody's kind of gathered and connected and we're going to get into a few more of these family stories with Tony and Rachel Hill and we will be right back after this break We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to Family Stories. We have uh, Tony and Rachel Hill with us today and uh, already uh, it's just been so awesome to hear. uh, You know, sometimes you just get to know awesome people. Uh, and then uh, they open up and start sharing uh, the stories and the origins of uh, some of the things that they're feeling. You go, oh, so that's all of that, that that's behind uh, the kindness, the goodness, the faith, and, and all of that. It's awesome to hear. And that's what we're about with family stories, right? So uh, you're talking about, you know, uh, for you guys, there's a real, obviously in your family, there's a transition that's happening where uh, you some of your heritage carriers – uh, those that were uh, authoring a lot of your uh, traditions that mean so much to you and your faith and your family's faith, uh, you know, as they begin to pass on or they're not able to fulfill that role, now all the youngins that used to be at the kids' table uh, <laughs> yes. uh, have graduated to the adults' table and we got to go, Lord, what do we do yeah. to take – we don't have to do everything just like it's always been. But what do we do to start uh, creating our own traditions with the same heart, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. right? And and so then you look at your kids and you go, wow, I'm creating the things that they'll be talking about one day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anything uh, that you got, I know that you were going, how do we get all of our family together uh, the way it was before? And it may not happen that way, mm-hmm. uh, but are there uh, things that you were seeing uh, even beyond what we were saying of, of uh, traditions that you're wanting to carry on or or uh, ideas that the Lord has given you about yeah. next season? Well, we started a tradition well, when Adeline was born because we didn't want to run house to house to house to house. So we started hosting Christmas Day at our house, and I'll do the cooking and have everybody come to us mm-hmm. um, versus running everywhere else. And that really, I think it started about ten, nine or 10 years ago. We started doing that. So that's a tradition that we carry on. Our kids really look forward to that. That's and, good. Uh, Cooking is a spiritual gift. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you can do it, then uh, it really has hospitality at the heart of it. Yeah. It's a big deal. Well, I grew up, it was uh, always told Rachel, it was Christmas Day, you open your gifts, and always got, always won my video games, of course I'm playing, and then you have a smell of like, my mom would immediately like, wake up, throw the ham in the oven, and you have those smells, my parents would be cooking all day, and I'd be playing video games, and everybody would come to their house on Christmas Day, and... And that was kind of a thing that I wanted to adopt and let our kids play with their toys and everybody come to us and us cooking all day. So it's a it's a pretty big enjoyment that we have and yeah. go that route. Tony, I know that you're a cook. I know you love to cook. Where'd that come mm-hmm. from? I really don't know. I think I got in college and uh, <laughs> I I never lived in Dorans. I immediately you got had to feed yourself. I got in college. Yeah, and I was I was always big into deer hunting, so I'd always uh, pack the freezer full of deer meat and. 
I just have all this stuff. I was like, well, you know, I don't have a lot of money, so let's uh, let's start cooking and uh, start throwing <laughs> things together because I never cooked in high school or anything like that. And it was just started in college and started cooking and kind of found a love for it then. And that's how I guess I swayed her my way was <laughs> instead of going out to dinner, would well, come and, and, in for dinner. And familiar to uh, you because your uh, father-in-law, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always joke around with Tony that like <laughs> – this may sound horrible, but I'm like, if anything ever happens to you, we would literally die because we wouldn't eat. They'd like his death. food, we would they wouldn't die of a broken death. heart. They would yes, die of a yes, broken stomach. Yes, yes, we would. But just it's so. They were crying, but then they starved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just joke around because really, he is such a good cook. And then I, my dad, he's always cooked, so mm. I grew up with a guy cooking for me so mm. it's been nice that tony i try to cook every once in a while but i'm more of a baker so like if he wants something sweet call me i will do it but <laughs> he's the one that cooks yeah we get together on holidays like fourth of july and stuff too we'll do uh like cook-offs yeah. so like my mom can cook really well and she got it from mm. my grandma which is a country cook with all the fattening yeah. foods that is just amazing we do a um, wing cook-off so you and, have to and so scott and my mom and i we just go at it and yeah and some other people too but yeah. I think our main thing is like any holiday it's always family oriented mm-hmm. and we always try to do something family and I think for our kids we just want to teach them how important family is to surround yourself with people um, because our goal with our kids is for them to want to spend time with us once they can be gone right. you know we want them to want to come home mm-hmm. not like oh we have to come home for the holidays and see mom and dad or anything like that we want them mm-hmm. to be with us so um, I think that you know my whole life I grew up in they always say like all anybody wants is to be loved all anybody wants is to be loved and really i've found that so true and that that's all my kids all i want to show them is how much love we have to give and it comes from god and so i think um, it comes from our grandparents a lot too Uh, well yeah our grandparents were big big influences in our life like we talked about and they um you know, anytime we said we were coming to see him or anything like that, it'd always be like, well, let's go get this food, let's prepare, let's sit down, let's have a talk. And yeah. so we always kind of drew from that scenario, and it was always just seeing like how much they lit up when we came to see them, or really it should have been us lighting up when we saw them. Yeah. And uh, so I think as we're trying to grow older with our kids and our parents and involve them as much as possible mm-hmm. with our kids and stuff too, that it's kind of like, hey, family is hugely important as you get older. That's all you have. And what they drew, like we drew our religious aspects back from our. I think our grandparents, I know for myself, my grandparents were huge. My grandma always said that I was going to be a preacher one day or something like that and mm. always laughed at her. <laughs> and then yeah. at my grandpa's funeral, you know, I, she wanted me to give the eulogy. And, and he did an amazing Never job. thought that would ever, yeah. you know. And then she still wants me, she wants a small ceremony when she passes and wants me to give the yeah, eulogy. I'm like, can you put another wish out there on the table? Like, <laughs> She does what? say that. I, I mean, I just see with your whole family, uh, you know, that uh, we get to see uh, your parents and, and the two of you and, and uh, just all the ministry that's happening in your lives mm-hmm. uh, now. You know, I, I feel like uh, I got to see maybe some of that just even generate mm-hmm. when it was first kind of opening up um, and uh, it's just powerful. I I just know the heart that you carry uh, for ministry and for people and for standing for what's right and or whatever. I see reflected in your father uh, the same way. Uh, I uh, talked to your mom about uh, reaching out to those that are in need uh, and just watch the world, you know, the world melt 
from yes. that conversation very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, and yeah. that comes from her parents because my grandparents, um, well, my grandma and Papa Jack, my Papa Jack passed away, but they are such pillars in the community. Like they have done so much for the community of Hurricane that, like, I mean, they're, at my Papa's funeral, it was during COVID, and there were lines of people. <laughs> They didn't care. Oh, you know? tell me about let's let's hear a little bit about that. So um, he was just an amazing person, and he would always shake your hand, no matter who you were, and gave you the look in the eye, and mm. made you feel like you were the most important person that he was talking to in his life at that wow. moment in time. And so he would just captivate you. You need to tell him too, like when they. So when he was a young boy, he rang the bell yeah. to signify that it was the end of the war. Yeah, World War Two. World War Two, and so at the and Methodist hurricane. Church in Hurricane, he rang the bell. So right before he passed, what I don't know how many years it's been since it was, then. Yeah, they had him ring the bell too, even though he was he was pretty yeah. um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's and confined to a wheelchair. He rang the bell to signify yeah. it was just that mm-hmm. hey, Jack Gibson is the town of hurricane and yeah so like he cool. used to be the police officer like it was just He's so held small. every role and but um <laughs> yeah and they give back to the community and my grandma she still serves on city council she's the city recorder so like they're still giving and she's 80 some years old mm-hmm. um but not only did they give to the community they give to their family and just always there you know they never missed any of mine or my brother's anything you know they were always there supporting and yeah and she still comes to Braden stuff and it's just like you realize as you get older how important those little moments are like they always show up they're always there they always like and it's not always about you but it does they make you feel so special and I just think that's what anybody wants is love and to feel special and when you have that relationship with God it's it just it can't help but shine through you. And so like my grandparents all had that relationship with God, so then it would shine through to us. And mm. you just feel so loved. And how could you not see and how could you not love God because of they were just on fire? Yeah, I think we saw their relationship with God and then how much they showed it for everybody else. And that's yeah. kind of what, you know, shined on us the most. Yeah, how can you give and, it instead of just keeping it for yourself? And it does sound like that they carried uh, you know, because everybody has an assignment, you know, yeah. that the Lord gives. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gives yeah. you gifts yeah. or, and abilities, but those are always according to an assignment or a purpose or whatever. Right. And it sounds like your family had uh, and has uh, a place even in the middle of your town uh, mm-hmm. of, of authority and, yeah. and of uh, uh, importance to the rest of the group. Uh, that they shouldered some things mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for, for sure. the rest of the city. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you go, Lord. <laughs> what are we? What are we to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and what part are we to play in this whole thing? Yeah, I always tell everybody too because they'll talk about wrestling season. We're out of church a lot because, of course, Braden wrestles on Sundays, and and I'll have people come like, "Well, we're not wrestling because we can't miss church." Like, you can go stand in front of God and tell him you'll miss church, and you know, I start thinking about that and skewing on that because the last four years, and it kind of struck, and I felt God say, "Well, if you have to go to church to find me and and preach what I'm preaching only on Sundays." then you're not getting the message. Mm. And so to me, my platform that he told me to use is using the kids and stewarding them because there's a lot of kids on our wrestling team that yeah. are striving without fathers or right. searching for that peace. And that's where my platform is. And so I'm like, you know what? If you if that's you and you can't miss church on Sunday, go for it. But that's, you know, I go to church on Sunday so I can download what I've done Monday through Saturday. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. So. And I mean, not to even say like we've had almost like 
church at wrestling tournaments too yeah. like talk to people and stuff and so while we do believe that you need to be in community and that's very important it's just like some seasons of life right. are busier than others busier than others and and we don't just look at church on sunday as our only thing like mm-hmm. we are digging in our bible i think that's very important to read mm-hmm. your word and mm-hmm. not just hear a sermon and do devotionals with our kids every single night and you know hear different podcasts or different things and so we try to take it all from many different resources and mm-hmm. so i think it's just something that for us it's like we want other people to know if you're young and you have young kids and you're busy in life and people make you feel bad for not being at church, don't. I mean, be involved in some way with be God. Be connected. Be connected, be connected with someone, but don't turn. Don't make that turn you away from God because mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, they're judging me for not being here mm-hmm. or whatever. Because it's not always do you listen to a sermon on Sunday and then use it the rest of the week, you know? So I think it's just really important to know God is always with you and right. to find your group to be connected to and go on with your life and you know and then in your season that you're not so busy yes attend church mm-hmm. you know right. things like that but it's just life can be hard and life can be busy and when you have kids we have two some people have multiple so <laughs> it's it's hard to mm-hmm. you know yeah. run a business it, it, it is a revelation as we close here you know it is a revelation to some people that uh, or to all of us really because we were raised up as the church service is the church period exactly yeah. totally uh, and uh, you know our generation I think is coming to a greater awareness of the scope of really where the church lives and that is there's nowhere he's not right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and there's so much value and uh, importance uh, that we need to inherit from that prior generation that said we've got to gather together we've mm-hmm. got to decide inside of ourselves you know what we're joined to and then what we're coming from yeah mm-hmm. right but then let's go out and be who we're called to be and I think that your grandparents represented that um, you know and and it's just been amazing to hear these stories from you guys right absolutely well thank you so much Tony and Rachel and uh, to all of our listeners this has been family story with Bronnie and Brian. Thanks for listening. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First-time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax-deductible. Join us as we change the world.